there's a couple of questions that I feel like we can merge into one because there's a bit of a sub, kind of two different avenues around promotions. Oh. So I'm going to share both and then we'll kind of tackle them separately. So this one, there was one that was around someone who was told by their manager that they weren't ready, that this person was not ready for a promotion and they didn't know what to do with that information. The second one, somewhat similar, was that there is, they are acting up in the kind of role above, but they're currently still the kind of, yeah, the role below and their manager has told them, well, there's no promotions available until next year. I'm going to tackle that second one first because I've been there and then we can have a chat about the first one. Perfect. So the second one, which was where someone's acting up and they've been told they can't be promoted until next year. So I think this is where you have to really just think about what does that promotion really mean to you? And for me, so when I had that situation, it was a few years ago now, I was a manager, I was waiting for my senior manager promotion when I was at my, in my previous role. And the, the thing that made it better for me was that the people who I kind of cared about in terms of my stakeholders, my managers, et cetera, they treated me like I was in that role above. And for me, that was way more important because I was like, they trust me to do this senior manager role, even though I'm not currently labeled senior manager. And they gave me a, a position that was commensurate with a senior manager, like in terms of a portfolio of work, the team, you know, all of those other things. So it's like, they trust me and they can, they do recognize that I'm you know, working at this level, but the system just doesn't quite work with you know, the number of available promotions, the time it takes to go through, yeah, all of those kind of things. So for me, I was like, that's fine. Like for me, the more important thing was to trust the people that I'm working with and the fact that I knew that I was on track for a promotion. That's obviously not the case for everyone. And there's obviously that trust piece, maybe the thing that's actually missing. So I think it's a conversation with the, and this is probably where it overlaps. So the first question or the, is actually having the conversation around what do you need to see from me in order to make sure that next year at that round of promotions, it's a shoe in Like it is just kind of deal done, rubber stamp, done when it comes to June, May, whatever it is, you know, the time you're waiting for. So I think it's number one, it's just really kind of probably resetting your mindset around what do I actually need from this promotion and what can I work around myself in terms of my own mindset around, well, actually, am I being kind of cheated out of something here or is it just that it's purely a, a waiting game because of the process? Uh, and then number two, having the conversations to make sure that then when it comes to that time next year that you're like, great, it's just a kind of rubber stamp of approval. On it, because I think it can be discouraging, especially mm. if one of the things that you want is you want that feeling of, I have a role title that helps me feel like I'm progressing or I'm getting the pay rises that come with the certain level changes. Like there's all these these motivations. For you, the big motivation was like the learning that you were getting from yeah. having that trust. Yeah, and the recognition. So you actually, I had the recognition. I just didn't have the piece of paper. Like, and it's like, all oh, this stuff's made up. Like, <laughs> Say more. It, it's like all these titles and things like that. It's all shit. Like, it's all just made up. So, and yes, I know it means things in terms of, you know, pay and that's obviously a very real thing, especially with the cosy lives and all mm. the rest. So that aside, all the titles and stuff, like it's all just ego. <laughs> I think when you yeah. kind of remember that, you're like, okay, I'm fine. Like they, they recognize me. They're telling me I'm doing a good job and they're giving me things that show that they actually mean that rather than me like, yeah, 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 Steph, you're good, you're good, you're good. And then it, you know, kind of not being true. Just kind of let that, let that go. I can't control that. And I think if it had taken that extra time or then I got, you know, stitched kind of later on, I, that would have been my kind of cue to, to leave and go actually that kind of recognition wasn't real, blah, blah, blah. But that wasn't the case. So, yeah. I love, love I bloody love that call out about ego. Mm. 
so many of the hang-ups we have at work, and I am included in this, like this is my own reflection of, can be around, I want to have manager in my job title, Mm -hmm. or I want to have executive or whatever the thing is for you, insert your own version of this. Mm. But when you boil down to underneath, why do you want that? Yeah. So often it's like an ego thing. Of course. And I think we've got to continually go back in, in our careers and in our work situation, whenever we have these little feelings of, let's say it could be resentment, because I, I kind of got the vibe from this question. I, I'm sure this person ha- feels resentful towards their boss who f- who's stopping them from pro- progressing. Yeah. When you have those moments, resentment is like this amazing thing, terrible, terrible <laughs> thing to feel, but like it's, it's an indicator. Get, it's a great data point though. Yeah. Isn't it? It's this indicator of, okay, something's not right. What is that? And what do, what does that tell me? What's the data point about my own, where I'm at? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I think both of us are quite ambitious people, but I think it's about channeling that in the right way. And those things and making those decisions and actually taking that step back and being like, oh, wow, why am I getting hung up about that? It's not about actually a lack of ambition or whatever. It's just about exactly that, channeling your energy. Like, is that really what I want to spend that on? Or could I be being the best person, the best version of this role or this thing I'm doing as I can? So that it's that whole, so good they can't ignore you kind of approach. Yeah. I love Cal Newport. Mm. Steve Martin, is that that his quote? Yeah, 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 yeah. It is, I'm, I'm just so glad you, you said that. I think the thing is your version and your story is so helpful of how you reframed your mindset and you had permission from your boss to step into it, even though it's kind of that idea of do the job before you get the job. Yeah, so you had permission and trust. What would you say, and I'm putting you on the spot, mm. but what would you say to someone who isn't in that spot where they, they actually feel like they're being squashed and mm. their boss is, what's the word, hamstringing them? Their yep. boss is like holding them back. Yep. And it's not a in a good way. Yeah, and it sounds like that's probably actually links nicely to the first version of this question, which was the, yeah, their boss saying, like, no, you're not ready. Yeah. But number one, you need to even understand what that means. Like, what does not ready mean? Like, have you actually sat down and had a conversation around, okay, what are the expectations? What do you need to see from me? Here's the plan for the next quarter. And, like, be specific and be annoying about it <laughs> as well. Be be having those regular conversations, get the feedback, yes. get the evidence. Because if you don't, someone else isn't doing that for you. And your boss saying, oh, you're not ready. Number one, that's probably a massive cop out from their, their point because they probably haven't given you the feedback and stuff until that's this point mm, to say point. you're not ready or to give you an indication of that being the case because clearly this person, it sounded like, thinks they are ready. What evidence do you have that you are ready? And how is that against, how have you plotted that against something that your manager cares about? Oh, I love that. I, it is really important to know what your manager cares about. Because yeah. it's not just tenure. And I think I've, you know, I've seen a lot of that. People are like, well, I've been here three years. Like, great, congratulations. You've, <laughs> what, does, what does that even mean? Yeah. Mm. Well, it's, it, it is funny because I was talking to someone today 
one of my clients and, and we were having this conversation around, we confuse tenure for experience and oh, capability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people can be in a role for nine months and demonstrate huge amounts of capability and yeah. experience versus someone who's been there for five years. Oh, and I think yeah. it comes down to understanding, like you said, what does your manager actually want? What does ready look like mm. to them, not mm. to you? Yeah. Because you might think ready looks like doing X, Y, and Z, and they might think it looks like A, B, and C, mm. and you've got a gap in what your expectations yeah. are. Because don't forget, they're also, depending on, I don't know how big this organisation is or the context, of course, but they're also comparing you against other people who, and again, in the best and worst ways, I'm sure, but being able to, for them, they are then comparing you against what other people are doing. And maybe you're actually doing half of it, but you don't know that because you've never asked, they've never told you, they think that's all you're capable of because that's all you've ever done, rather than actually you being like, hey, what do you need to see? And then being like, oh, all these other things that you had no idea about. Oh, yeah, totally. And I think the other thing, going back to your comment about what does your manager actually want, if we were to boil down, and I'd love to hear, okay, so I'm going to share my top three things that I think managers want, and I'm going to mm-hmm. do this off the cuff so I'm thinking out loud, and I'd love to know what you you mm-hmm. feel like managers mm-hmm. really want from their teens. So... And it's totally sweet if there's overlap. Yep. Go with this. Go with this on the journey. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> number one, I think managers want people who are driven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I think they want people, and when I say driven, I use words like ownership, yep. initiative, and the opposite of that to me would be like... Apathy. Apathy or blame shifting, like oh, yeah, any yeah. of those kinds of behaviours. So that's number one. The second one I think managers want, and this is like hypothesizing a bit. Mm. This is what I want mm. on my team. I want someone to be humble enough to admit their mistakes mm-hmm. and like own it. Actually, I feel like I'm just quoting um, Patrick. Humble, yeah, humble, hungry, and smart. Ideal yeah, yeah. team player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there's a I'm book like, in this. Actually, there's a book. Oh, wait, someone already wrote it. <laughs> okay, everyone. Get Patrick Lencioni's Ideal Team Player. And then only read the last 20 pages. The rest of the book is terrible. Did you? I love that. I hate those fables. Yeah. I cannot. I loved that book. Like, if I could take out those pages and just, like, shred them and just keep the last, like, 20. Really? Be happier. So I love that. That's my favourite of his books. Mm. I like the model. I like the stuff. I like the content. But I don't like the fables he puts at the beginning. Ah, okay. Well, there you go. We've got... I, I think... You can catch the essence. And you can also watch yep. the TED Talk. Oh, yeah. So, hung- <laughs> I love this. Three qualities. Here they are. Oh, wait. No, I'm quoting someone. Okay. <laughs> Everyone, just look. humble, hungry, smart. And when he says smart, he means emotional intelligence yep. or people yes. smart. Yeah, yeah. And I do think, really, that's it's universal. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> initiative, yeah. Initiative for me. Like, when, as soon as you said, what do you want? That's, that's almost all I want. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.